what I'm going to do today is not really preaching a sermon. Now, you may say afterwards, that was a sermon. But I'm not primarily going to preach a sermon. I'm going to do what a lot of preachers would like to do, but they're afraid to do. Okay? It's called meddling. You know? You ever say to the preacher, uh, preacher, you've stopped preaching and gone to meddling? In other words, you're poking too deeply into my life? Okay, that's what I want to do this morning. I want to do a little meddling. Now, you see, I'm going to leave. Tomorrow morning, I'm out of here. Okay, so you're, if you're upset with me, then you come back and next week the preacher is here and you're not mad at him. You see? Okay. I want to ask you a question. Say you have this little child and you want to teach this little child to use their money properly. Okay? And so you have little Hannah. (laughs) Oh. And, boy, that's new. I don't know where I got that. That's new. Did I say anything about coming up here? No. Dad was poking me. Huh? Dad kept telling me to come up here. Okay. Okay. So, now, if I was a good mother or dad, I I don't know how to be a mother, but I'm a good dad. And... I would say, okay, uh, now, honey, you got $10 for your birthday. Okay. Now, what do you think you ought to do with that $10? What, what, what's the very first thing? We've been teaching you. What's the very first thing you do? No. What's the very first thing you do when any you get any money? Give a dollar to Jesus. Good. Very good. You got the first concept. Very good. And so that means that you can go down to the store and buy $9 worth of candy, right? Is that what it means? I, I mean, if this is this is my grandchild, but if this was my child, and she put a dollar in the offering and then ran down to the store and bought nine dollars worth of junk food candy, would I be happy with her? I have some very smart kids. It's called finagling. Okay? Do you realize that that, what I just went through, is what most of us think about our money, our time, our possessions, that's what we think. 
And I want to just ask you the question. How much of this really belongs to me and how much of it belongs to God? How much? Okay. Take your Bibles. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Did you have a birthday? In May. In May, no. That was close. <laughs> one of my grandkids just had a birthday, and I was forgetting which one. Okay. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And I want you to look at verses 19 and 20. This is a concept that most of us don't want to look at or to admit. Okay? 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, intellectually, we may be getting this. Practically, I don't think we're getting it. I mean, honestly, I don't think there's any of us that are really looking at this spiritual concept and saying, yes, I get it. I belong to God because I was bought. I was paid for. Jesus paid it all. He paid 100% of everything I owe God. Therefore, I belong to Him. Now, you see, too many times, what we in reality are thinking and we reality are saying is it is none of God's business what I do with that other $9 as long as I am good and I put a dollar in the offering plate. Well, the New Testament teaches by principle but doesn't teach by commandment even the 10. You know, the, the 10%. That was an Old Testament principle and we do it today because all through the Bible they did that and so we do that to acknowledge that, yes, it is from God. But God is saying, wait a minute. Actually, every dollar you have is mine. Every minute you have is mine. Everything that you have is mine. Now, I don't think my grandson... Justin's here this morning. But Justin tends to, uh, you know, be in demolition derbies. And he tends to smash up cars. And some of his cars after the derby don't look too good. What if Justin came and parked 
one of his demolition derbies in your front yard. You're likely to say, uh, Justin, that's in my yard. I don't like it. Get it out. You know. What are we doing? We're taking God's body. We're taking God's money. We're taking God's possessions. God says they're mine. You know, we say, it's my car. It's my house. It's my ranch. It's my this, my that. And we treat it as mine. And God says, wait a minute, I paid for you. I paid for you and everything that you own and everything you are. You see, the problem is we've got too many 10% Christians. 10% of our money, 10% of our time, 10% of our interest, we tip the halo hat to God, and the rest of it we say, mine, it's mine, give me. Just like a little baby. I want it. I want to do what I want to do. Bob, what's... Why, why are you even mentioning this? Well, you know, a lot of people say, why are you going overseas? Haven't you done enough? You were in camping over 50 years. Am I okay? <laughs> you know, am I, am I, uh, should, you know, should I be, shouldn't I just, you know, why don't you go fishing? Why don't you take it easy? Why don't you just come up and spend a couple of weeks with Brooke and just sit around and twiddle your thumbs? Relax, you've earned it. You know? I want to give you very quickly, and we're not going to go late, I want to give you just quickly a couple principles. Okay? How do I judge? Now, let me answer, answer this question. Do you think God wants us to actually give away 100% of our money? Do you think God wants us to spend all of our time in prayer 24 hours, 7 days a week? No. I don't think God is saying be a monk. Be off in some clor- little cloister, whatever the word is. Huh? Cloister? Yeah, I don't know. That's where they put, you know, shelves, uh, you know, pearls and no, I don't know. Is that what God wants? No. As a father, I rejoice when I can do nice things for my granddaughter. I rejoice when I can do nice things for my kids and my grand. No, you can't have the rest. 
just because she married my son, she thinks she gets everything. (laughs) Okay. God freely gives us things to enjoy. But like a parent, when we start to be self-centered and self-controlled, God says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is mine. That is mine. Okay? A couple of principles very quickly and we're done. First principle, we need to recognize. We need to recognize that everything does belong to God. You know, it's not mine. Whatever time I have left is God's time. It's not my time. Whatever money I have is God's money. And I need to come and basically say, Lord, what do you want me to do with your money, with your time, with your abilities, your talents? Because, Lord, I recognize that you are the Lord. And I want you to make, to be pleased with what I do. So first of all, we need to recognize that. Secondly, turn over to chapter 10 just for a moment. Chapter 10, verse 31. We're going to go very quickly over these. Chapter 10, verse 31. Therefore, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Now you say, well, I hate to tell you, Bob, but I have to work. Good. Great. God set that as a principle all the way back in the book of Genesis. We work by the sweat of our brow. How are we to work? We're to work to the glory of God. The Christian ought to be the best worker there is in all the world. Now, there was some generations that got that. And the Protestant Northern Europeans ended up with what was called a Protestant work ethic. And what was that? They were working to the glory of God. There were generations that were working to the glory of God. They became the best workers ever. Do we do everything to the glory of God? If you happen to be a student, yeah, you're a student too. Do you work to the, do you study to the glory of God? Do your very best to please God? Yeah. I mean, do you farm to the glory of God? Do you wash the dishes to the glory of God? Do you bake to the glory of God? Whatever we do, do all to the glory of of God. Every dime I spend, is it to the glory of God? Am I saying, Lord, how can this best bring glory and honor to you? How can I raise my children to your honor and glory? How can I maintain my home to your honor and glory? How can I treat my neighbors 
to your honor and glory. Whatever you do, eat, drink, whatever you do, do we do it to the glory of God? It's His. Do I do it to His glory? You know, basic principles. Turn over to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Very familiar verses. Starting with verse 34, he basically says, or 35, he says, don't worry. Don't worry why your heavenly Father knows what you need. Don't worry. But he gives us a principle then in verse 33, very familiar. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Are we putting God first? Are we putting God first? What does it mean to put somebody first? You know, I'm often a guest at somebody's house, and they'll say they have fried chicken. The first thing they do is pass me the plate. What are they saying? Here, you're first. You're first. You know. Now, if I reached out and I took the back, you know, Marla would probably say, no, no, don't take the back. Don't take the worst piece. Here, take the best piece. Do we put God first? Are we seeking first Him and His righteousness? Are we putting God first? Okay? Okay? Marla can have the back afterwards, but, you know, do we put the Lord first? Or is it, I want, I want, and I'm, I'm first, and if there's anything left over, maybe I'll give it to God. What does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? Now, there's a principle in here, and, and we don't have to... I don't have time to really go on to this morning. There's a principle here. Your Heavenly Father knows what you have need of. There's a principle here that we ought to be thinking about a lot. And that is, what is our needs and what is our wants? Okay. For instance, because of my traveling, I need a car. Okay. My wants might be, I want a new Cadillac, Escalade, four-wheel drive, you know, $55,000, $60,000. That's my want. But what is my need? I found a real nice 2000 Ford, uh, four-wheel drive. I, I found a real nice one with only 85,000 miles on it. And I bought it for under $5,000. You see, that was a need. The Cadillac was a want. But what do we tend to do? We tend to say, well... <laughs> It's my money. 
and I can spend what I want because that's what I want and I'm the most important. Instead of getting what we need, we get what we want. And that's why America today is in debt up to, you know, way over their heads. They are owing everybody. They're not happy about anything because it's, I want what I want. I'm the most important and I want what I want. And God says, no, wait a minute. I'll meet your needs if you put me first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'll meet your needs. But is that the way we're practically living out our life? I am convinced. I am convinced that God has placed at the disposal of Christians in America plenty of resources to win the world to Christ, to accomplish any, everything that ever needs to be accomplished. But what's happening is we're spending it on ourselves. Our time, our talents, our abilities are spent gratifying the wants of our flesh instead of living for God. For instance, just a little, one little statistic they tell me. The debt on churches is the interest on the debt of churches is more than all the money spent on missions in the entire world. The debt, the interest on the debt on, Christ, on churches in America alone is more than Christians in America spend on missions to reach the entire world for Christ. Something wrong about that? If instead of building huge buildings, we build just what we needed, what about the rest of us? Okay, I'm meddling. Why? <laughs> I could say a lot more things, but have you ever come to the place of saying, Lord, I belong to you. Lord, everything I have, everything I own is yours. Now, Lord, I hold it in an open hand. Whatever you want to take out of that hand, whatever it is, you know, there's some money. Whatever you want to take out of that hand, you, you go right ahead because it's, it's, I acknowledge it belongs to you. Are we living like this? God, I gave you your part. I gave you one hour on Sunday morning. Don't ask me to read my Bible. Don't ask me to help with the youth program. I gave my one hour. I gave my $25 or $50 or whatever it was. Don't ask me to be involved. Or is our life, our ability, everything open-handed before God? 
Father, thank you that we could meet together this morning. Thank you that you loved us so much that you paid everything that we owe God. And Lord, now we belong to you. We're your child. And I pray, Father, that you would help us to learn to do everything we do and say all to the glory of God. To recognize, Lord, that everything we have is yours. And Lord, you could take it away, but you've blessed us with it. Help us to fully acknowledge you and and to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. Lord, be with us, we pray. Thank you for this time together, in Jesus' name. Amen. One announcement, we have a table in the back. If you would be interested in following,